they're not going to see you on Instagram doing your dance on TikTok and decide, you know, Pia had a really cool dance today. I want her to do my branding. <laughs> and I admire all the people that put themselves out there. But at the end of the day, if it's not moving the needle, it has to be axed from the to-do list. You're listening to the No BS Agency Podcast. We talk strategies that can take your one to two person branding agency from $5,000 to $30,000 per month without hiring employees or working your ass off. All you have to do is cut the BS. I am Pia Silva. On today's episode, I'm excited to introduce you to badass business owner, Justina Lucas. Justina is the founder of 218 Creative, where she helps creatives and entrepreneurs book more clients with marketing that doesn't suck. I think we can all agree that a lot of marketing out there sucks and doing marketing can really suck. It can suck your time, it can suck your energy. Well, Justina is here to save the day. She does not believe that there is a one-size-fits-all solution to your marketing, but she also believes that it doesn't have to be complicated or overwhelming. And in fact, she thinks that people overcomplicated and yet still do sucky marketing. So I wanted to have Justina on here today because she's going to talk about what it looks like to actually create a marketing plan that doesn't suck, especially for us creatives, for agencies, people who are out there selling branding and marketing and yet can't really do it for themselves. Let's dive right in. Hello, Justina. Welcome to the show. Hi, Pia. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited that you are here. Everybody needs help with marketing. And I love that you have kind of honed in on our creatives. Tell me, why did you decide to do marketing for creatives? And and who are they specifically? Well, to answer who are they, I think that that's really what brought me into why I work with them, because I would consider myself a creative as well in the marketing field. And I've worked across so many different industries from Hollywood to higher education to nonprofit. And it just wasn't fun. I wasn't having fun with any of these people. They were all very buttoned up and formal and did wonderful work. But at the end of the day, I would just come home and I felt so unfulfilled and I was doing other things on the side for fun. I am so nerdy. I went to a proto hack for fun, like a hackathon, but for prototyping. And that's, I think, where I realized these are my people. I want to work with these people. I want to work with, you know, prototypers and designers and, and what are prototy- prototypes of what? We made an app. We like prototyped an app and, okay. and we did it for fun. And that's how you know that I am. A creative slash nerd. <laughs> Somebody says that. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So, so creatives are anybody creating something. Yeah, exactly. Creating something as a service. I think there's a really fine line between creating something as a product and something that you're selling to a customer versus something that you're selling to a client as a service. And those are two totally different types of marketing, and they're both really 
very unique to themselves. And so I really focus on the service side. So Mm. people who are really coming in with that expertise to lend to the client. I, I love that you said that because I think a lot of people think marketing is just one thing and it's so different. In fact, I have these ads up. Maybe you've seen them. I've, I've I have these ads up for my program teaching my model and I, oh, what do I say in it? I, I get, sometimes people, I get haters. They're like, well, like you said, you shouldn't have to pay for ads to sell your services, but here you are paying for ads. And I'm like, let me explain something to you. <laughs> different businesses require different marketing strategies. And this is different. And uh, forget it. Like you're, yeah. <laughs> you're too far gone. So what's like, give us an, a couple examples of what's the difference between marketing a product and marketing a service. Marketing a product is really, you have to get into the buyer journey in so much more detail because you've got something that you're selling that's sometimes an impulse depending on the price of the product or what it's designed to do. Um, sometimes it's a longer journey purchase. Like I have a fitness bike and that was more of a longer journey purchase rather than the things that I'm constantly adding to my Amazon cart on a whim. So there's very different things that you have to take into consideration with that. And I think that you have to get so specific and you have to get very granular into things like packaging, abandoned carts, all kinds of things that I just don't enjoy dealing with. (laughs) I love the service side because it's all about a relationship and building this relationship based off of expertise and trust and how you work and interact with a client. You're working with somebody based on who you are and how your personality is and how it meshes with this other person's personality. Whereas with a product, you're really behind the face of a brand always. Love it. Love it. And I love uh, this line on your website, marketing that doesn't suck. We all know that marketing can really suck. What do you think (laughs) sucks most about marketing? I think everybody thinks it sucks. But to me, what sucks the most is when you're investing all this time and money and energy into something that not only isn't producing the result that you want, but it's not contributing to your business goals. And I think that that's the most important thing that has to be said about marketing is that it needs to, at the end of the day, be contributing to your bottom line and overall business goals. Because you could have the most beautiful Instagram feed and 10 million followers and not sell a single thing off of your social media. And all of that time and energy and money that you've just sunk into that is totally wasted. And I've worked with people who have very small followings. I've worked with people who don't have social media at all, and they are killing it in their game. And I think that when we talk about marketing that sucks, we're talking about marketing that's not working because it doesn't have a strategy and there's no plan in place to make it work. Mm. So true. Like, what are some of the biggest mistakes you see people make? Like, what do people think marketing is? And they're wrong. I tell people I do marketing, they always say, Oh, so you can do my social media, right? I'm like, Yes, and no. (laughs) Because I can do it for you, but does it make sense? And I think that a lot of people think that marketing is And the first thing that comes to mind is social media. And they constantly just think marketing equals tactics. But really, marketing is about 
this end goal? What do you want to do? Do you want to spend your time on Instagram or do you want to get 15 new clients this year? You know, it's really thinking about it in that aspect. And I think the biggest mistake that people make, and I see this all the time, is they're in different Facebook groups and they're in different communities and they're asking people very generic questions and they're getting very generic advice and then they go off and do it and it doesn't work. So I'm in this one group and I see, again, this is an example of something I see all the time. This person said, you know, I just started my business. I'm very small. I don't have a very big budget. How do you suggest that I go about marketing my business? And the thread of comments was so full. And these people commenting have like, they have big hearts. They want to see this person succeed and they're here to help them. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, we have no idea where she's located, what she's doing, who she is, who she's selling to. And so all of these comments are irrelevant. And I saw one of them that she, you know, commented back in the comment specifically was talking about TikTok, you should be on TikTok. And the girl said, Oh, "Oh, yeah, you know, I've been thinking about it, I should do it. You know what, I'm actually going to do that. I saw this course, I'm going to sign up and do this course. And I'm like, Oh, my gosh, I'm like sitting there like furiously (laughs) typing on my keyboard. I'm like, please stop, please stop, please stop. Like we need to, we need to talk first about direction. Please don't go spend all your time on one platform or one area when we have no idea if that's actually what you need to do, if that's where your audience actually is. So I think there's just so many people out there who, like I said, they have really big hearts and they want to see other people in the small business or small agency community succeed, but their, their advice just isn't, it's not relevant. Oh my gosh. You and I are cut from the same cloth. I feel like that constantly when I go into Facebook groups and see people's <laughs> advice, like, or when people are saying, uh, oh, I, I don't have any success. I don't have any money and I'm, I, you know, I need to make money. So I'm going to start a course. I'm like, stop right now. Oh, <laughs> like that is not how you make money quickly. Yeah. Same thing goes for, oh, I need marketing advice. Oh, go on TikTok. Come on. And that's just like such a time suck too. Okay. So, so point taken, TikTok isn't the answer. It's an answer, maybe, if it works for your business, specifically for what you're doing. So, so what what would you say to somebody who's a service provider? It's a, like, it's a great question. I feel like there's so many people out there with that question. I'm a service provider. I'm not doing very well or I'm very new. What is the first thing I need to do to work on my marketing? Great what should I even question. think about? Where do I yeah, begin? <laughs> the beginning is the hardest part, right? And I think that it always begins with a strategy because you need somebody else to come in and take a look at it from a different angle. We in our own business, and I'm sure that you experience the same thing, we are so laser focused on certain things and we don't see things from outside of these blinders that we put on. And bringing in somebody else to help us, even by asking us questions and walking us through some things that we've maybe never thought about before, is such a great first step to really start thinking from not just an outside perspective, but thinking from your your client's perspective, your target audience's perspective, because we're constantly thinking about what should I be doing? But we need to flip the question of where is my target audience and what do they want? And what do they want from me? And so really thinking about a strategy from that angle is so important. And having that plan in place first is so important so that you have this actionless 
that's really directed towards, like I said, your business goals, not just getting the marketing done, not just sending the email out every week, but your business goals and really thinking about it from that angle. Mm. Yeah, that's such a good point. Because like you said before, you might only need 15 clients this year. And yet yeah. you're focused on Instagram or TikTok and trying to get a thousand followers. It's like, well, does a thousand followers translate to 15 clients? Probably, Probably not. not. Yeah. <laughs> At least not how you're doing it. So, um, okay. So what do people, what are some of the biggest mistakes or what are some of the challenges you see that people face when they start trying to do their marketing themselves when they really don't know? I mean, marketing is a, it's, it's a big, it's a beast. It's a beast of it a topic. Is. And if, I've, I see people who are in marketing who don't know much about marketing, right? Like it's hard to know when you know a lot about it. So if you don't know a lot about it, then you definitely don't know. <laughs> so what do people do when they don't know what they don't know um, in marketing? That's a good question. I would say they try to learn it all. And we as creatives and in this creative industry, and especially people, like you said, people in marketing who don't know too much about marketing the reason they don't know too much is because they try to know everything and mm -hmm. they try to become really great at TikTok and social media, but also email, but also website copy and all of these things when really it's a question of what do you really need to be focusing your energy on and getting really good at? And maybe that's for you and maybe that's for your clients, depending on who you are in the industry. But I think the biggest problem that people set themselves up for is trying to learn it all. Oh, you know, what's so good about that? Trying to learn it all is a really big task and it's quite overwhelming. So it's nice to hear that trying to learn it all is also not going to help you very much. So I hear you saying you need a strategy. I hear you saying, start with the goals. What's your business goals? Not the vanity metrics. Um, get clear on that strategy and focus. What are different types of things that could work for a service business? Um, and why might it work for one business but not another? There's a couple of things that I would push people towards in the very beginning. And that's really setting yourself up to create relationships. Because at the end of the day, they're, they're creating a relationship with you as a person and not as a brand. And you have to be the person who's setting yourself up to be somebody who's likable, who's trustable, who is the expert in that area. And thinking about your marketing from that angle, it's like, okay, where do I put my energy in, in supporting this idea and supporting these relationships? And sometimes they're really things that you might think are very basic and simple. And well, I could have thought of that, like emails, email marketing is one thing that is pretty much a a standard across the things that my clients need because it's constantly showing up and it's constantly making yourself seen in their inbox and showing that, you know, Hey, I'm here again. <laughs> hey, I'm here again <laughs> tomorrow. And here I am again, you know, it's showing up and making sure that people know that you're going to be the one that's there all the time. Um, I think that the relationship part is the most important thing. And wherever you can show that and support that in your marketing efforts, that's, typically in the creative agencies, um, that's where the efforts need to go. Yeah. And I think sometimes people think, oh, 
email, but everyone's doing that. Or, oh, like talking to people, that's not leverage, right? If it's like, well, what kind of business are you trying to build here, right? Are you trying to sell a thousand widgets or are you trying to sell, again, 15 clients? It's a totally yeah. different thing. Why do we do that? <laughs> Why do people think that? What do you think? Because I think we're so, we're in this culture of like more, 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 and we have to do it all. And especially as as agency owners and small business owners, we are, we're under so much pressure. And I have to say that, and it took me forever to realize this. And my husband is the one who really pushed me to realize it after years and years is that pressure is coming from me. There's nobody else that's putting that pressure on me of like, I have to do it all. I have to, I have to send all the things. I have to talk about all the things in these emails. I have to do all the TikToks, you know, all of this stuff that's coming from inside because we're seeing it from other people and we think, oh, that person's doing it. I need to do it too. But we, again, it goes back to, we have no idea who their target audience is to the level that they do. And maybe they're doing it successfully and maybe they're not, but we shouldn't be modeling it off of what we're seeing and that pressure that we're putting on ourselves internally. It's like at the end of the day, you don't feel complete unless you've tried it all. And then mm. I go to bed and I'm staring at the ceiling and I'm like, so what can I do tomorrow? <laughs> hey guys, I wanted to jump in here really quickly and ask you for a big favor. If you love this podcast, if you love this episode, I would be grateful if you would share it with a friend who would benefit or better yet on Instagram in your stories and tag me at Pia Loves Your Biz. It really is the best way for others to find out about the show. And I thank you in advance for your help. All right, back to the episode. I had a conversation recently because I had been planning to get back on Instagram because uh, I was on Instagram a lot before and then I kind of just stopped. You know, it's like you have to keep up with Instagram and Instagram's not an easy, you can't um, schedule a lot of stuff for Instagram. You can, but you can't mm -hmm. schedule the stuff that matters, right? You can't like schedule tons yeah. of reels or tons of stories. It requires you to be there. So I was like, okay, I'm not doing this right now, but I was planning to come back. And I said that to a business coach and she was like, why? <laughs> she was like, <laughs> why are you like, that's a whole thing to do. Like why? And she was like, are your clients there? Is that what you get? And I was like, no, but they could be. She was like, is there not something better you could do with your time? And I was like, oh, there definitely is. She was like, then don't. And it was just the perfect, I was like, you just saved me thousands of hours. <laughs> you just saved me yeah. a whole thing. And that's what you're talking about. It's like, if you don't know what questions to ask, if you don't know how to assess it, people don't know what strategy means. But strategy means asking little questions like that, that are actually going to have profound impacts. So to your point, it's like sitting down with someone who can ask you the right questions is everything. How do you tell me a little bit about your process? Like when somebody says, Justina, I need marketing. Blah. <laughs> what do I do? Like, what do you do with that poor mess on the floor? How do you scrape them up and help put them back together? It's always about figuring out, well, why? Why are we talking about this right now? Like something has brought you to me that's been your breaking point of realizing I can no longer continue on the way that I am. And for some people, it's a really positive reason. Sometimes they say, you know what, I've been doing really well in business, and I'm ready to take that next step. And for some people, it's because it's been a really 
negative experience and they've tried everything and they've done DIY courses and they've tried coaches and they've just never found the answer. And so this is kind of like their last resort. And it's really about figuring out, okay, what's this, where are we starting here? And what's your end goal? And most people, again, because of the nature of who I work with, their end goal is to get more clients. For some people, it's about getting higher paid clients. For some people, it's about getting the right clients, but it's all about getting clients. So we have to figure out in terms of the process, okay, what are you doing right now that is or isn't working? And where are we crossing that over with where your audience is and what they need to be hearing from somebody like you? Where are their biggest problems and how are we going to address that and, and show up for them and speak to them in marketing where you're not coming across as pushy, but you're coming across as the person who's going to scrape them off the floor and give them a hug and give them the answer to what they need. And so thinking about it, and this is why I call my strategy process the roadmap, is because we know where we're starting and we know where we're ending, but we really need to figure out what does that map look like in between where are all the points that we need to touch upon and how are we going to get from point A to point B? And for each person, it looks somewhat different, but it really is about shifting the conversation away from you as the client or you as the, as the business owner and you as the service provider and thinking about it from your target audience's perspective. We are all guilty of being too stuck in our own mindset as the business owner instead of, hello, what really matters, which is the person that we are trying to attract. Um, mm -hmm. Such a good point. Yeah. And, and also, I love that you said, you know, we know where we are. We know where we want to be. But that roadmap, we need to figure that out and need to get clear on it. And like, like to my story earlier, it's like there are a lot of, quote, potential ways to get there, right? I'm sure if I didn't do anything but Instagram, I would get clients from Instagram. Like, it's not like it's not going to do something. It's just like, is that going to do the best for me? Is that the best use of my time? And how much energy is it going to get? And, and will I be able to get those 15 clients that I want? Or is it going to be more like six and in that, you know, and for hundreds of hours? And is there a better way to do it? Right? Like, I, I know you talk a lot about there's not one size fits all. So it's like, but there are lots of options and you have to find the best one. So is that part of your pro like, how do you decide what the best option is for somebody or like how to figure out because, you know, maybe multiple things could work. What do you base that on? Yeah, and I agree. Multiple things can work. But to your point, it's about how much time and money and resources do you want to spend on it? Because we could give you a roadmap that looks like, you know, as the crow flies, that's straight from point A to point B. Or I could give you something that looks like you're driving around a mountain with a bunch of switchbacks. Mm. I mean, which one would you rather take? And so one of the biggest things I take into account with my clients when we talk about the strategy is how much realistically and be honest with me, how much time and money when we're done, are you going to be spending on implementing this? Because I'm not going to create a plan for you that you can't realistically carry out. Or at the end of this, you know, do you intend for us to work together for me to carry this out? Because that's going to look very different than me creating something that you're going to, you're going to carry out. But from the very beginning, what's so important to me is knowing realistically, what are, what are the resources and what's the reality for you to carry this out? 
Mm. Because for me to create something that's big and beautiful and then it just sit and live on paper and never come to fruition is not a good not a good spend of anybody's time. I love that you said that. It's so important because I think a lot of marketing people will just say, well, you should do all of this and it's going to cost this much. And it's like, well, if this person isn't willing to spend that or if they don't have that kind of time, um, I, I know I do that for my branding clients too. It's like this person is not going to do that. So there's no reason for me to tell them that because they don't have the time or energy to make it happen. Um, so I love that you take that into account. And it's true. Like, if you have all the time and money to spend in the world, your marketing is going to look different if you're ready to invest. Now, I say that with a caveat because I think people look at marketing as an expense. And that's probably a big problem <laughs> because it is. I mean, sometimes it's an ex it is definitely expense up front. It's always going to mm -hmm. be an expense up front before it starts to work. Um, how do you help people decide or, or how should people think about how much money they should invest in their marketing. It's so different for each person, but I think the best way that I've gotten it across is relating it to how many clients are you going to get out of this in the end to get your money back. So if you're spending $10,000 on this, how many clients do you need to get that year to make that back? And the same thing if you're willing to spend 50,000 you know, how many clients based off your price point and your capacity, how much do you need to get that back? And also how much of this can you use and repurpose over time? Because if it's something that's going to be $10,000, $50,000 every year, that is going to look really different. And it is going to have a real impact on how much of an ROI you need to bring back. And one of the things that I try to do with my clients is think about it from the most minimal point, you know, if you do nothing else with me, if you say, you know, I don't have the money for the red carpet treatment, what can I get you that's going to get you the most bang for your buck and give the most impact with a smaller budget? And I don't like to go off of, you know, thinking in terms of budget, but sometimes, like you said, the reality is that the budget isn't there. Sometimes they're smaller. Sometimes they're coming back from a course that they've invested a lot of money in. And now they're a little, you know, timid to spend more on their marketing. And so they're taking the baby steps and that's okay. So it's really about thinking, okay, we only have X amount. What can we do with that? That's going to get you the most movement. And then when you get to that point where you've made that movement, okay, now it's time that we start thinking about the next step. And we start talking about investing a little bit more for the next the next tactic that's going to bring it in. And sometimes doing it in baby steps is okay like that. I think it's important for people to think about also the fact that marketing is is not a nice to have. It's a necessary. It's a mm -hmm. critical. Without marketing, there are no sales. And marketing is anything, right? Marketing is anything that lets people know you exist. So for those who are starting out and don't have a huge budget, there are things you can do. It's not paying for ads, right? That's not the only thing, yeah. right? And I like that you're saying, it's like you can do those things, bring in some cash, and then reinvest it. But you should always be thinking about reinvesting it into marketing because that's how you grow, right? Yeah. Absolutely. And I think people think off the top of their head when reinvesting comes to mind, they automatically think ads. And ads is, and as you know, as somebody who's done social ads, that is like step 50, 
seven yeah. of where yeah. Yeah. you are. Don't do ads, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. People come to me sometimes and they say, you know, I want to do Facebook ads. And then I look at their material. And if you don't have a foundation, a good, solid foundation in marketing to bring them back to really convert them. And not only that, but is your sales process. What happens once you get them on the landing page and they book a call? Is your sales process actually going to help them convert? So there's so many things that you have to think about that. And this is why I think marketing is so overwhelming is you think that it has to be all the things and you have to have all of these steps into place. But if you just take the step back and, you, you know, take a deep breath and think, okay, I don't have to do all the things. I don't have to do all the ads. I don't have to do all of this stuff. I just need to focus on what matters and approach it from that more strategic piece. Then it's a lot, it's a lot better. Mm -hmm. And also like you will build up to having all the things slowly. Yeah. But if you try absolutely. to just like bust it all out, it's, I, I can personally attest to the fact that it'll all be half-assed and it won't work because it all needs to work. It needs to be executed properly for this stuff to work. Yeah. And that's part of the reason why I left the nonprofit world because that, that was a big part of my career was nonprofit marketing. Mm. And Across all of the industries that I've worked in, that was the most frustrating one of all of them because you're answering, and I think that this is the case across other industries too, but you're a people pleaser in the marketing department. Your department is the people pleasing department. So you have these fundraising goals within nonprofit that marketing has to support, also normally programmatic goals that they have to support. But then in addition to that, there's so many politics along the way of legitimate politics that your organization probably has to deal with, with the CEO and the CMO trying to, you know, inputting what they've seen. Oh, I saw my granddaughter told me about this and you know all that. And then the board and big funders, and you're trying to keep everybody happy. But what happens is you end up with this Frankenstein marketing and you have these little pieces of things that are half-assed because you're trying to do what everybody's asked you to do or, you know, what trend they've seen this week. And there's nothing at the end of that, at the end of the year, when you look back and I was, pu I was putting together a report for my boss one year and I was like, oh my God, we have so many things that we've done, but to look at what we actually accomplished is a different story. And I remember one specific example, we, we had a board member who was like 80 years old and bless his heart. This was like 10 years after Twitter was big and he had just heard of Twitter mm -hmm. and he came to this board meeting and he's like, we need to be tweeting. And of course, like there was a hundred reasons why we weren't on Twitter at the time. And the next day I get an email from my department and they're like, Hey, we need to get on Twitter. Don't invest a lot of time into this. Just put like two to three posts out a month that are like links for donations. And I'm just like, Oh my God, why are you going to so make me painful. spend yeah, even 10 minutes on this? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I think that, you know, that's, that is the culture in marketing when it comes to places that have a lot of decision makers and people throwing their hats in the ring of their opinions. And again, they all have big hearts. They all want everything to succeed, but sometimes it's, Again, it, it all comes back to the plan and the strategy of, okay, is this in the end going to help us meet our goals? Because if not, cut it off, cross it off the list. Such a good point. Yeah. I mean, I, my BFF uh, worked in major gifts uh, in nonprofits for years and I watched the whole, yeah, because the politics are so bad. And it, like, 
it's actually a really good parallel to what people do in service businesses too, right? Because it's like, tweet, like do these things that are not going to have any impact, but it's going to take your time, do all of that. When really majority of the, the donations that they get, a majority of your clients come from those really wealthy people who go visit the programs and, you know, are taken personally to, you know, give a huge major gift. That's where the majority of the money comes from. So, you know, it's like, should you focus on Twitter or should you focus on those people? And that sounds like what service business should. It's like, focus on the people. Like, don't focus on the, on the audience as much. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, and again, it all comes back to the relationship Mm -hmm. because, you know, to your point, you said about, you know, the people that make one big major gift, it's because they've been cultivated over time. Mm -hmm. They've gotten direct mail pieces over time. They've gotten invitations to come visit the kids over time. Mm -hmm. They've gotten a chance to come to these events. And we as service providers, we can use that as a model to think about, okay, these people might not attend everything. They might not attend all our webinars. They might not respond to all our emails or click through and buy, you know, our, you know, take advantage of our promos, but they're back there and they're watching. And that is that trust and that relationship is building within them so that when they're ready to buy, you are the one that is the first person that comes to mind. And that all comes from planning and strategizing this from the very beginning. They're not going to see you on Instagram doing your dance on TikTok and decide, you know, Pia had a really cool dance today. I want her to do my branding. (laughs) And I admire all the people that put themselves out there. But at the end of the day, if it's not moving the needle, it has to be axed from the to-do list. Mm, Yes. You know, I talk about this too. Like there's a time and a place for all of that stuff, right? Like I think email marketing is one of the most important things and should be started as early as possible. And yet some of those things, they take time to really come to fruition because we're talking about nurturing people, like those major gifts people. It's like they've been nurtured over a very long period of time. The the higher the price point, the longer usually the nurture. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the meantime, like what do you do in the meantime when you're nurturing all these people? Like what do people do when they need sales? God, that's such the million a million dollar question. Just, yeah, it's like the million dollar <laughs> question. Such a good one. And it's tough. I've personally been in the same shoes before. I think we all have, no matter how successful we've been. And I've taken what people can do at that moment. And I've said, okay, I need the cash flow now. What can I offer that's quick and can bring something in very fast as a temporary solution? And it might be for those people that could never reach the higher level. And maybe it is targeted towards those people Mm -hmm. and thinking about, okay, what's the same question that I've gotten that comes across my desk all the time? Um, What's the one thing that I can do to address that question for these people in a service or a quick offer that can, you know, pay the bills today. And then I'll, you know, we'll keep nurturing these people into a bigger package tomorrow. And I've seen my clients do that as well. I have one client right now who's in the middle of doing that. He he came into the industry because he lost his job. And so, of course, his big thing right now is, yeah, I want to nurture clients for a bigger package later, but I need to pay the bills today. I just lost my job. I was laid off. And so it's like, okay, you sell these you know, $1,000 packages to start. What can we do for $100 for an hour for your clients? And 
take advantage of that. And we're also, we're not just bringing in the quick cash, but we're also getting their foot in the door of what a taste is like to work with you. And from then, and again, my marketing brain, like I, as I talk about this, I'm literally seeing a flow chart of things of like, okay, sure they buy <laughs> this, they go into this funnel, they, they don't, they go into this funnel and you separate it out and you say, okay, these people did, you know, come into this, into this offer. What can I do now that they are very different from these people who didn't to nurture them into the next step? So the flow chart in my mind just like has all these arms out. <laughs> what you can yes. do with them. I love it. Yes. And that's why you're the marketing person. And, <laughs> and when people start, they don't have that flow chart in their mind. They're just like, I don't know, uh, post and then nobody yeah. sees it. And then I'm like, sad. <laughs> and yeah. then I say marketing doesn't work. And that's really what it is. Like marketing yeah. doesn't work. I think a lot of people feel like marketing's a waste of time. Marketing doesn't work. Marketing's expensive. Marketing takes time. It's like marketing is the only reason you have any clients. You just don't realize what you're doing and you're doing it ad hoc pretty much. Yeah. So let's yeah. do it. Yeah. And you're yeah. throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks. And you would not believe the number of people that have come to me and they're just like, listen, I've thrown all the spaghetti at the wall and nothing has stuck. And, you know, it's sad because they've, they've tried things based off of these random suggestions. And it's just, I mean, you hear me say all the time, there's not one cookie cutter solution. There's not one, you know, blanket statement or one solution that's a one size fit all. It, it has to be a plan. There has to be that strategy behind it. Otherwise, you're just going to keep cooking spaghetti and keep throwing it. Yeah. And, and you, know, you know, what's so funny, especially in, uh, you know, my people like creative agencies, people doing branding, make the mistake of thinking that you don't need a strategy for marketing or that marketing doesn't work and they don't do marketing for themselves. It's the same thing with branding. Like we, hello, we should know this. That's what we're saying to people. And they say, I just need a logo. I just need a website. It's like, if we don't know what your plan is, if we don't know what your strategy is, if we don't know what your messaging is, who you're talking to, like why people want to buy from you, why people should hire you, all that stuff. How are we going to make you a logo and a website that say anything? We're not. And it's the same thing with marketing. So, you know, you, you can see it in your industry, but then you immediately don't see it in others. But it's always the same. I mean, I, I find that to be true. It's it's really true. The more I learn about all the different aspects of business, like even in um even in like accounting and finance and bookkeeping, like all of these things, it's like if you don't know what you're trying to do and you don't have a good strategy, your execution is going to be poor. It's not going to work. And sometimes you're taking the avenue that somebody else has taken that's not, it literally has no rhyme or reason for your business. It's neither here nor there. And, you know, it's, it's very, it, it all comes down to the strategy and having that plan in place. Absolutely. I love it. All right, guys, get a marketing plan. Justina, how can everybody find you and get more of your marketing genius for marketing that doesn't suck? Yeah, stop sucking. Come to 218creative.com. That's my website. You can find out more about the process that I have to create that roadmap, which is always, always the first step for that strategy and creating the execution from there as well. Um, and you can also start off thinking about your own strategy and those blocks to building your own roadmap at 218creative.com slash Pia and get the downloadable to start from there. Oh, 
Thank you so much, Justina. I will put those links in the show notes. Justina, such a pleasure. You are just uh, a ball of information and golden nuggets. Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing with us. Guys, make sure to get your strategy in place. Thanks, Pia. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'll be back next week with more no BS tips for your agency so you can find more profit, ease, and freedom. The No BS Agency podcast is produced by Yellow House Media. Coordinator is Lou Blazer. This episode is edited by Marty Seafelt. Creative direction by Sean and Tara McMullen. Our theme music is Knock 'em Down by The Shrugs. 